The 2028 Republican National Convention will be held in Houston, Texas. This announcement was made five years in advance, which is uncommonly early for something like this. So, so why the rush? Uh, the RNC chairman, Ronna McDaniel, stated that the Republicans selected Houston in an effort to reach out to Hispanic voters in the region. But while the National Republican Party is trying to attract voters, the Texas Republican Party is trying to repel them. Last year, the Texas Republican Party banned the Log Cabin Republicans, which is a, a gay conservative group with nearly 100 chapters across the United States, from having a booth at their state convention. And the bigotry doesn't stop there. Last year, the Texas Republican Party added a section to their party platform titled Homosexuality and Gender Issues that defines homosexuality as, I quote, an abnormal lifestyle choice. Uh, gay Republicans such as uh, Jason Vaughn, who's a member of the Texas GOP platform, and uh, gay Republicans like uh, Trump National Intelligence Director Richard Grinnell are urging the Texas Republican Party to lift the ban on gay Republicans before the 2028 convention if they want to gain extra voters. So I'll kick it over to you, Desmond, on, on what do you think of this? Like, how is the Republican Party going to deal with uh, the growing split between the national establishment Republican Party who knows they need to attract more voters and the rabid conservative base that is doing everything they can to to just uh, repel as many voters as possible? You know, I think the the Republican Party doesn't seem to be super interested in growing in a traditional sense. You know, typically speaking, when you're talking about growing out your your you reach, you're trying to think of ways to be as popular as possible so that you can attract more people to come into your coalition. So you can reach out to people who currently weren't in your coalition to now be a part of the, what you would assume to be what they would want, a growing Republican party. But what we're seeing more from the Republican party across the country is not so much an effort to be more popular, to appeal to more people. It's more or less doubling down on the people who have always been in their coalition and trying to restrict as many ways possible for people to be a part of the democratic process. We're seeing that with voting laws across the country. We're seeing that with gerrymandering efforts across the country. We're seeing the, I guess, like people going after empowering red states even more and more. You know, you're seeing states like Alabama trying to like restrict their uh, voting of black voters in their state, what North Carolina has done inside their state where it's like a 50-50 split, but yet they have 80% of the congressional seats in that state. So I see this as business as usual for the Republicans. I mean, they don't seem to really care about reaching out to gay Republicans. And I, and I feel for these people, I really do, because they probably feel as though that they're being left out to dry, which they absolutely are. But the Republican base is completely beholden to their evangelical, like Christian, you know, like more or less their base there. And I don't think that there's really an effort to be reaching out to these to the to the gay members of their community to the gay republicans to queer republicans i think more or less they're going to be served up on a dish and um i i truly i truly think that i don't know where these people are going to land maybe they'll transition to becoming democrats maybe they'll transition to becoming libertarians but you know the republican party is making it pretty obvious that they have no home with them you know desmond i i agree with 99% of what you just said there. But Ooh, there was one 100%. sentence. There's there's one sentence in there that that I I think you aren't cor correct on. And you said that the GOP is beholden to their evangelical base. And I don't think that it works that way. I don't think that these the GOP politicians who are, you know, the the masterminds of the overall strategy here, masterminds might be a strong word, uh -huh. but 
I, I don't think that they're going, well, gee, guys, I don't want to be against gay people, but we don't want to lose our evangelical base. I think it's the other way around. I think that what you just mentioned about how they're, you know, restricting voting access, how they are, you know, leaning into more fascist tendencies, I think that needing to have small minority groups to blame is part of what makes that possible for them because they can't attract your rural white voter to sign up for these, you know, tax cuts for the rich and everything else that goes along with the GOP party if they aren't giving them something to care about more. And, you know, at some points in history, that's been black people. At some points in history, that's been Mexicans. At some points in history, that's been gay people. And at many points, all of the above. And they kind of lost the the gay people hate a little bit, you know, over the course of my lifetime, at least. You know, it, it's become real, like the, the gay rights revolution was maybe the fastest, you know, civil rights movement in the, in, in the history of our country. And really, most people below the age of 40, like even like hardcore conservatives aren't going to go to bat to say that like homosexuality is abnormal. But they need to keep expanding. They can't just have trans people because if they successfully, you know, um, you know, uh, oppress the, the trans people, they're going to run out pretty quick, you know, and, and they, they need to continue to expand that. That's just the fascist playbook of expanding the small group of people that you're oppressing until it's everyone. And I, I think it's more so that they are pumping the the people in charge are pumping the hate more so than the people they're beholden to are making them, if that makes sense. Hmm. So I'm going to have to disagree with both of you on this. One cool. Because, <laughs> all right, yeah. we go. So the Republican Party, uh, like if you look, you look back in like the history of the Republican Party, like, like before Sarah Palin, I would say. That's that's like your standard, like John McCain style Republican and the social issues they didn't care about, you know, like Ronald Reagan did not care about abortion. Like that, that wasn't like a huge deal for him. It was like, oh, we can get the rubes to vote for me. All right, I'll back it up. But like if you went to, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a high income Republican enclave, they are not talking about abortion. That is not one of the top five issues they're worried about, but they know that the evangelicals and uh you know your 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 average low-level republicans that's a big deal to them and they have to be beholden to that and they've been placating them for decades and it was only a matter of time before the inmates started running the asylum which is what happened with roe v wade like republican politicians like uh seasoned long uh serving republican politicians didn't actually want to overturn Roe v. Wade because no. like, they knew what I didn't think they'd ever do it because it'd be suicide. They actually did because they got enough true believers on the Supreme Court. And it was just a matter of time before they took over. But the Republicans like you guys, I assure you guys heard this like the past, you know, five or six years where Republicans would say, look, I don't care if you're gay. Uh, yes, you did. You absolutely did. <laughs> we were all there. We saw it. You tried to put a constitutional amendment to stop gay people from getting married. But once they lost the battle, they said, OK, we're done with that. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Then they started focusing their fire on trans people. And that's where the gay Republicans, uh, Desmond, you're wondering about, like, how gay Republicans, yeah, gay Republicans can get on board now because they weren't the ones that were being targeted. It was it was trans folks. And so like, you know, the Dave Rubens, like, okay, we'll take you in because you're not so weird. You're not like those weird trans folks. 
And the Republicans had kind of let that go until the last couple of years. Now, more and more Republicans are, you know, actually expressing what they are, you know, the voters expressing what they really think that they're anti-gay. And Texas is an aberration. Uh, Texas is the only uh, state Republican Party to put language like that in their party platform. So they are an outlier in that sense, because most, I think most Republicans are really like, okay, that is going a little bit far. And here's the thing. It, even if you do believe it, they know it makes you look bad for the populace, which goes to why uh, the convention is going to be in Texas in the first place. Because I don't know if you guys hear this, like for the past, I think, three elections, I keep hearing, hey, you know, Texas could be a purple state. It never is. It's, just, it's not like uh, well, it, it wasn't this that. time. It'll be closer this next time, but it won't be a purple state for a while. But eventually it will be. And the Republicans see that. And so, you know, they don't they get, you know, maximum like 30 percent of Hispanic vote. And if they if Republicans lose Texas, it's game over. They will never, ever win a presidential election ever again. So that's why they announced this five years early. I was like, hey, we need to like, you know, uh, you know, go all out here on Hispanic outreach. Good luck with that. I love to see their message and how they're going to going to pull that. But I was looking at uh the data for Texas in the last uh, few presidential elections. Uh, the Republicans know the writings on the wall on this. Uh, in 2012, Democrats got 41.4% of the vote for the for the presidential election. 2016, 43.2% of the vote. 2020, 46.5% of the vote. The state is becoming having has more is getting more and more minorities and it's getting younger, which Republicans can see what's gonna happen. It's gonna, you know, uh, shrink their voting base more and more. So it's funny to me that they're making concerted effort. Oh, we need to reach out to these minorities, get them to vote for us. When the Texas Republican Party is like, well, there's one block we don't want, and that I think that the Texas National, uh, that the, I mean, the National Republican Party is going to force Texas to get rid of that because, you know, they know. Like Ronna McDaniel knows that is not going to sell uh, nationwide if, if that news gets out that the Republican National Convention is in Texas and gays are not welcome. I mean, no matter how much the voters like it, that is going to hurt the Republicans. So it's just interesting to me to see the fight. And also it's it's funny uh, being on the left or with liberals and stuff and how Republicans do uh, placate their base, but Democrats do everything they can to like thumb their nose at theirs. That's, that's, that's funny to me. Well, I mean, Republicans actually have enough sense. Well, Republican, I guess the Republican base is probably just a little more willing to hold their people accountable than Democratic base is, unfortunately, as we're seeing time and time again. I'm going to get to that here in a couple segments. But, you know, I think I disagree with one of the points you made, TJ. Mm -hmm. I do not think the National Republican Party will come in and do anything about this, because I think we're currently living in the era of the Daily Wire Republican Party, where mm -hmm. they are trying to roll back the clock and try to like just expel anything in society that they refer to as like degeneracy and that they don't really care, you know, like what the public like wants. I mean, abortion bans are not popular nationwide, yet you're hearing people like Mike Pence still stumping at speeches talking about like how we need a national abortion ban, how they are all advocating for these six week abortion bans in all these different states. None of these things are popular, and yet they are full gung-ho into it. We're hearing states like Oklahoma now teaming with PragerU for their education that they're going to be putting together. I mean, when you just look at it across the board, there are so many things that should not make any sense electorally that the Republican Party is currently engaged in, but they're going full force into it anyway. So I think the idea of 
decision making based on electoral, like I guess you would say intelligence, that's just out the window. They're going full into what they believe their culture should be. And that's the only thing that matters to them right now. So I think applying that sense of strategicness or logic to mm -hmm. the current Republican Party, I don't see anything about the Republican Party that in you know resembles strategicness or logic whatsoever. It's just more or less, what do I want? Let me figure out a way to get it. It's funny. <laughs> so there is a not too well-known video game called Tyranny. Shout out to any uh, any fans out there. But what you just said reminded me of one of the central premises of that game, where there's two factions. There's a faction called the, the Chorus, who are just this free-for-all, anarchistic, like, whoever is getting the most attention is in charge at that moment. And then there's another one that is a very regimented, institutional, military force that are, like, elite. And I feel like that's the difference between the GOP and, and the Democratic Party, uh, like, the DNC likes to control everything, absolutely everything from the top down. They will push down the dissent within their party. The GOP, they go with whatever's hot. They they, they want to constantly keep their base, you know, focused on whatever it is and not focused on the ideological schism that is <laughs> the Republican Party's platform. Because I've said this many times. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense that the party of individual freedoms and small government is also the party of no gay marriage and you know, anti-trans people. Like it doesn't make any sense in that platform. Like um, you know, the, the 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 headlines are about how it's they're calling it abnormal, right? But that that wasn't the part that stood out to me. Actually, the part that stood out to me were was when they said that. There will be no law made that makes members of the L gives special legal status to members of the LGBT community. And it's uh, like, bro, the only people who are making laws about the LGBT community are the Republicans. They're the only ones who are actually making laws that specifically say anything about the LGBT community. Yeah, there's like private organizations that have policies that are like anti-discrimination and stuff, but like besides like very like clear well-supported like anti-discrimination you can't refuse to sell a home to a gay person like other than that like there are there, the democrats aren't doing these things that republicans are like saying they're afraid of and it it just speaks to that ideological schism between the libertarian you know I, ideology of the republican party and the fire and brimstone evangelical um, side of the Republican Party, and they're just constantly fighting with each other because you did mention it's a Daily Wire, you know, you know, Republican fashion, Party, but also yeah. Trump is the leader of the Republican Party, and he doesn't give a shit about these issues. Nope, no, he's nope. genuinely nope. a fairly you know pro LGBT president, um, or at no. least apathetic LGBT. At least apathetic. He doesn't really yeah. give a shit about abortion. Doesn't really give a shit. He's just like yeah, and I believe that to be true, and. But you also have the Daily Wire. Like, like, I agree with both things because they're both simultaneously true. Yeah. It will make sense if you just don't have any logical consistency in your beliefs. Uh, so what do we think about... So there, there, is a, there was a one gay Republican, uh, Jason Vaughn, in the committee in, uh, for the Texas Republican Party. And he gave a rather impassioned speech uh, talking about how this was degrading, it was dehumanizing... And it was insulting. And he had 
he took uh, he took he takes weekends off to work for the Republican Party and they didn't care at all. They said, F you, we're calling you uh, a, a degenerate. He mentioned that he was called a pedophile coming into the, the event that day, which is uh, absolutely believable. Now, how much sympathy do we have for this individual? Because at first I had a little bit of sympathy because I was a black Republican, you know? And so I realized, I, 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 I understand what it feels like to realize that, oh my God, like all these people who I thought were my friends and who I was working with and who I shared, you know, common goals with don't really care about me or people like me. But at the same time, you know, I was in my 20s when I figured this out. This is a grown ass man, you know, that 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 uh uh has just come to this realization. And and also he only had a problem with it once it started affecting him. Like he would vote against anti-trans stuff, he would vote against drag queens. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, they're the problem. What? Oh, you're attacking me now? Okay, what's what are you guys monsters? So it's it's a it's a split decision with me on whether I feel sympathy because it only became a problem when the you know the the firing squad turned on him instead of someone else that was like you know adjacent to him. Oh man, I'm very conflicted on this question because it, it's hard to just give a pass to somebody who, as you were saying, like oh I'm I'm for these you know anti drag bills, I'm for these anti trans bills, I'm for book bans you know just go down the list of any kind of like suppression of civil rights right he said gay marriage being banned is fine by me i understand we're not there yet like bro what kind of, it's like <laughs> it's really was, hard for me to have sympathy for somebody like that but there is a part of me that does there's a part of me that does because you know living in a red state i have had a different experience than growing up in pennsylvania before i moved to montana living with people over here now it is very odd to me just the 
the, I guess you would say the lack of maybe like information that might come into all of us. I, I think we take, you know, we don't understand fully just how pervasive some of these like, you know, information bubbles that we all are in. You know, some people, how they get their news, how they get their information, you know, how they're exposed to different worldviews, so on and so forth. It's really easy for people to kind of get concentrated into believing that a certain you know, way of thinking is correct because you're never exposed to other ideas in the first place. And given the way the algorithms work anymore in 2023, it's actually very plausible that you may never be exposed to an opposing viewpoint given how you, you know YouTube or Instagram, Facebook, whatever gives you information on a day in and day out basis. So you do run into some people who I think when you actually sit down and talk to them for a few minutes, you're able to disband all of the terrible like thoughts that they have about the world at large. But a lot of times people like that just never have any of these opposing points thrown at them. And so for certain people, I think it's very logical to be like, hey, you know, maybe some people just don't have enough information to make an informed choice. Therefore, I can understand how you might make such a bad decision in the first place. But that's not everyone's story. So I don't want to give a blanket kind of like, oh, well, that's obviously the case. No, it's not. That's not the case. Some people like actively make this choice to be a piece of shit. So what I'm saying here, my bottom line is I'm conflicted because I do think that there are people who fall into both of those categories. If he was a regular, you know, rep- gay Republican, but this guy's a member, like, this guy knows politics. Like he knows what he's talking right. about. And so not he just some guy on a couch. Just exactly. Out. So that's where my sympathy falls a little bit because I also, I did, I did a lot of research because I found this guy to be fascinating. On his website, he, I kid you not, you should check, check, check on it when I'm done. You're not going to believe me. But on his website, he describes himself as a celibate gay Republican. That's what he describes himself on his website because you know how Republicans like, and they like, you know, evangelicals like to say, well, listen, you know, same sex attraction, you can't help, but if you act on it, that's when, that's when it's wrong. And that's what he's going with. So the, the man's a coward, like, he's a coward. And uh, he's a prime example of the leopards eating people's faces party. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think, John? <laughs> I, I think two things can be true at the same time. I, you know, anyone who follows my content regularly knows that I am, Jesus level forgive everyone. I, I I believe everyone is on their own path of learning that you shouldn't uh, condemn someone for eternity because they have right. said or believed things in the path, past because we are honestly just an amalgamation of what our teachers taught us and teachers being, you know, both in school and parents and people around us and media outlets and algorithms and everything. But also, it's really fucking funny when gay Republicans, you know, have to eat the shit that they <laughs> that they are distributing to other people. I I was laughing my ass off at that clip. Like, it is so funny when he's like, people called me a pedophile as if he isn't a current member in good standing of a party that is calling fucking trans people pedophiles he's... and teachers groomers and using the same God. Damn yes. fucking arguments against trans people right now that I grew up with that they were using against gay people. Like this, it's not even fucking change. It's copy and paste. Just replace gay with trans. And if yes. you can't see that and you are gay, it is funny. It, like It's like watching someone look at the Statue of Liberty and go like, oh, I thought, where is it? Like, it's right there. It's the big giant fucking thing in front of you. Like, how do you not see it? It's funny. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, 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 I support you know, I always try and be encouraging to people and be educational, but I'm also gonna gonna laugh at that because it's fucking funny. <laughs> it is. It's like, buddy, where have you been the last 20 years of the Republican Party? Like, where 
they don't keep this a secret. They, they don't. They only say out in uh, you know polite society, oh, we never cared about gay people. I mean, like once again, George W. Bush tried to put it in the fucking Constitution that gay people couldn't get married. And they, I don't know. It, it, it is just, it's it's obnoxious. And, Which, but, by the way, is a, le- is a special legal status for gay people. You're the only people who can't marry the people you are sexually attracted to. That's insanity. a special legal status. That's ridiculous. Insanity. Yeah, yeah. So I understand. <laughs> I, I do understand.